Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Allison Encero, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. A new feature on AJMC.com for 2021 is a section called Clinical Spotlight in our media section, where we feature in-depth interviews with key opinion leaders discussing the latest developments in their area of expertise. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we thought we'd bring you some short excerpts of these interviews our editors have been having recently. The first one is with Rose McNulty, our latest staff member on AJMC, who interviews Dr. Charles Rudin, Chief of the Thoracic Oncology Service at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and Principal Investigator of the National Cancer Institute Small Cell Lung Cancer Consortium. So small cell lung cancer treatment has been relatively slow to adapt as far as the identification of new and effective therapy options. What treatments have shown the most promise in recent trials? So probably the most important recent advance in small cell has been the advent of immunotherapy for small cell as part of its first-line therapy. So the introduction of either atezolizumab or dervalumab, both of which are pdl one antibodies, uh, when added to first-line chemotherapy showed a significant survival advantage. It's really the first time in a very long time we've had a positive trial for first-line metastatic small cell. Uh, so those really serve as benchmarks. And then identifying biomarkers predictive of therapy response has also been a challenge with small cell lung cancer. Um, so I was wondering if any trials in particular have shed light on biomarkers for small cell lung cancer that can help guide ongoing trials and treatment. So uh, defining biomarkers for small cell lung cancer has been a real challenge. I think we are beginning to make progress in that domain. One biomarker that we think is of interest is a, it's a marker called Schlafen 11. When Schlafen 11 is silenced, it causes resistance to both chemotherapy and to PARP inhibitors. Uh, and there's been you know, clinical data suggesting that uh, Schlafen 11 may be a predictive biomarker for PARP inhibitor activity. Um, the other biomarker framework that I think is emerging in small cell lung cancer is the understanding that there are different transcriptional subsets of small cell lung cancer. We call them subtypes driven by uh, transcription factors, ASCL1, NeuroD1, and POW2F3. We think these may dictate differential sensitivity to a variety of therapies. Where in the current small cell lung cancer treatment algorithm would you say there's the most room for new therapy options and improvements? There's room for new therapy opportunities across the board. You know, our first line therapy, uh, the advent of immunotherapy has improved outcome. But if we look at the median, it really only moves it by a couple of months in median survival from maybe 11 months to 13 months. So we need to do better than that. Um, We know that immunotherapy benefits a minority of patients, maybe 10 to 20%. So there's 80 to 90% where it doesn't work. So I think even in the very first line setting, there's real room for improvement. In limited stage, about a quarter of patients 
derive long-term benefit from the combination of chemotherapy and radiation, but unfortunately 75% fail. So plenty of room for improvement there. And certainly recurrent small cell, which is common, uh, we don't have good therapies for it. So it's hard to define one field. I think they're all uh, important. So based on current trials and on real world data that you've seen, um, what do you see in the future of small cell lung cancer treatment? Yeah, I think we can build on the initial benefit that we've seen with immunotherapy. There is a, a lifting of the tail of the survival curve, so a durable benefit in 10 to 20% of patients, probably closer to 10%. But I think that serves as an important guide to a path forward if we can further raise the tail of that curve. So I think a number of strategies are being looked at to try to induce immune reactivity in the 80 to 90% of tumors that are not immunoresponsive. And some of those strategies include epigenetically targeted drugs, other immunotherapy drugs that may be complementary to PD-1, uh, or the use of uh, DNA damage uh, inhibitors that uh, may also induce inflammation within the tumor and lead to greater immune reactivity. All of these strategies are being explored now. Our second excerpt is with Gianna Melillo, who interviews Dr. Antonio Ansueto, a professor of medicine at the University of Texas Health in San Antonio. He's a member of the Science Committee for the Gold Initiative for Chronic Obstructive Lung Disease. And so kicking things off, what are some of the key updates made to the Gold 2021 report and why are they important? So the probably the main update in the report is to having a section related to how COPD patients should be managed in the COVID area. Uh, in this document, we emphasize the need to continue their current appropriate medication to do the, the, the evaluations and diagnostic procedures. We recognize there are limitations in the use of spirometry due to uh, the COVID and the risk for contamination, but that doesn't mean patients should not continue their appropriate therapies as well as the prevention measurements such as smoking cessation uh, and pulmonary rehab. We specifically also recognize that COVID may not finish the day the patient starts feeling better, that patients may have some long-term effects uh, part of the COVID. So we have a section of uh, follow-up or follow-up assessment in the uh, COPD patient after they develop COVID. So the main, the main areas are related to the management of COPD patients in the, during the COVID pandemic. And what are some of the goals for this year's gold report? So I think the, uh, one of the main goals is going to be to fully understand how the pandemic is impacting our COPD patients. Uh, more important, how the vaccination will be able to protect uh, these patients. So we're looking forward as the vaccination is being implemented in older individuals, individuals with comorbid conditions uh, to understand one is the efficacy as well as the safety of the vaccine uh, to protect our patients with COPD or with chronic lung disease. You can find the links to these stories and more in the show notes, including interviews about the latest in CAR-T therapy 
conducted by Mary Caffrey, Associate Editorial Director of AJMC. For all of us at the American Journal of Managed Care, thanks for joining us. To get in touch, email info at ajmc.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. 